Hi everyone, my name is Madison Tyree and I am a junior history major at Randolph College. In these last couple of years, I have taken an extreme liking to history and I have dedicated my education to learning more about it and discovering the most efficient ways to teach my future students all of the important historical concepts that they should know. I know for myself, growing up in the public school system, marginalized populations were usually left out of historical narratives. Instead, I felt that I was learning more about a narrative that glorified the white male's experience in America. My overall goal is to become more knowledgeable about the history of people of different races, ethnicities, and genders in order to accurately tell these stories to my students in the future. And what way to help me do this than creating a podcast, right? The concepts around this podcast have been heavily inspired by a piece titled The United States of Attica, created by artist Faith Ringgold. I first noticed this piece in the Mayer Museum as a part of its Sloan collection. This piece was actually the most widely distributed wrinkled political poster of the 1970s. It is such a famous work of art due to its dedication to not only the men who died in the 1971 Attica prison uprising, but other acts of violence that have occurred all through the United States as well. It points out the long history of violence and racism in the U.S., which is very important to acknowledge. The piece depicts a map of the United States in a green, black, and red map. The significance of these colors that Ringel chose are the colors from political leader and civil rights activist Marcus Garvey's Black Nationalist flag. Garvey was a Jamaican-born political activist who advocated for black rights. So not only do the colors in this piece have great importance itself, but the writing on the map does as well. Ringel's powerful piece was created to incite discussion about the 1971 Attica prison uprising and the history of violence throughout America. She does this by listing the genocides and murders that occurred in the United States from the colonial era to the early 1970s. There are acts of violence listed such as race riots, witch hunts, presidential assassinations, lynchings, and wars. Some examples from this piece include the race riot in Washington, D.C. in 1919, the Salem witch hunt, President Lincoln's assassination, executions for rape since 1930, and World War I. Ringgold's piece poses the larger issue in the United States that violence is a critical issue and is responsible for the countless lives that have been taken. I chose this piece as my focus not only because of its historical significance, but because it covers the countless acts of violence that have taken place all throughout the United States, along with the amount of deaths. This puts such a huge emphasis on the larger issue of the cycle of violence that still takes place in the United States today. Faith Ringgold is a critical figure in social activism in African-American history, and she expresses this in one of the most powerful ways, her art. Her art is very famous for confronting racism and prejudice that have taken place for centuries in the United States. Ringgold is very well known for her quilt making that she used to reinterpret the stories of her life and other people of color in the United States. She was born in 1930 in Harlem, New York, and this was the beginning of an era. She grew her portfolio by doing things such as painting, mixed-media sculpting, performance art, writing, teaching, and lecturing. Ringgold was also very well-educated, as she received not only her bachelor's degree, but also her master's from the City College of New York in 1955 and 1959. Her piece, The United States of Attica, was created later on in her career in 1972 as a tribute to those who had lost their lives in the Attica prison uprising, along with all of the other Americans who lost their lives due to other acts of violence that occurred all throughout the United States. Because the Attica prison uprising that took place in 1971 influenced the creation of this piece, it will be the main focus of this episode. A note for listeners, the following description of the prison uprising is violent and graphic. This may be difficult content for some. 
The Attica Maximum Security Prison, located in upstate New York, was infamous for its inhumane conditions and neglect of its prisoners. For instance, prisoners were only issued one roll of toilet paper each month, and if they were to ask for more, this resulted in them being beaten. There were also times where inmates were unable to take a shower more than once a week, neglecting their basic needs. Not to mention that the Attica prison at this time held twice as many inmates as it was designed for. More than half of the prison population consisted of African Americans, while the staff was majority white. This led to racist behavior inflicted on the prison's black population. It was on September 9, 1971, that tensions had finally reached its breaking point when 1,000 prisoners revolted. 39 guards were held hostage as the prisoners gained control of the prison. Five days later, law enforcement ended the uprising with a bloody assault. 39 prisoners and hostages were killed, all by law enforcement gunfire. After this, the prisoners who survived the uprising were stripped and forced to crawl through a latrine and then ran down a hall between two rows of guards who beat them as they ran. This event was absolutely horrific for both the prisoners and the guards, and sadly, it still resonates with the recent events in the United States today. All that the prisoners wanted was for the authorities to treat them humanely, but these demands were met with extreme force and took the lives of many. Following the end of the riot, authorities released information from the investigation stating that the hostages were killed by the inmates, but this was false. Later autopsies were able to prove that they had been shot and killed by the bullets from the people who were sworn to protect them. Did they even care about the events that had just happened? Are the lives lost? Or was this just to save their asses? Was this about protecting the image of the authorities to preserve the white supremacy narrative? This is a recurring issue throughout history. The fear of tainting the white narrative by exposing the evils that white people have committed. The 1971 Attica Prison Uprising became the worst prison uprising in United States history. The United States of Attica uses a traumatic occurrence to highlight the repetition of violence in the history of the United States. While the Attica Prison Uprising was absolutely horrific in itself, Ringgold's peace ties this injustice to the rest of the violence that has occurred throughout the United States. For me, when I saw the names of each event, along with the amount of deaths that took place, it really put things into perspective for me. The sad thing is, is that we can still continue to add acts of violence that have occurred more recently onto the map. Violence is still an issue, and sadly, it remains to be a major part of the Black experience in America today. A 2014 study shows that African Americans make up 34% of the prison population in the United States. I feel that a very large part of this has to do with racial profiling and using the black skin as a means for probable cause and arrest. It is because of this that African Americans are five times more likely to be incarcerated than white people. The amount of fear that's instilled in African Americans just by living in today's society is absurd and sickening. Being a white woman in today's society makes me so angry and sad that when I'm pulled over by the police, my main fear is walking away with a ticket. The experiences of people of color differ from the white experiences when they genuinely fear for their lives during a simple traffic stop. It's because of instances like this that I will never fully be able to wrap my head around the idea or understand what African Americans endure on a daily basis. Police brutality and violence inflicted on Black Americans has been and still continues to be a major issue in our country, and Faith Ringgold's piece spotlights this significant issue. Her piece proves that this is nothing new. When will enough ever be enough? Acts such as these have triggered several social movements dedicated to seeking reform 
one of the most famous being the Black Lives Matter movement. Black Lives Matter uses a series of protests and organizations in order to stand against white supremacist ideologies, police brutality, and to put an emphasis on the importance of black lives. Dante Wright, 26 years old. Andre Hill, 47 years old. Manuel Ellis, 33 years old. Rayshard Brooks, 27 years old. Daniel Prude, 41 years old. George Floyd, 46 years old. Breonna Taylor, 26 years old. Tatiana Jefferson, 28 years old. These are all the names and ages of people of color who have tragically lost their lives to the violence and brutality inflicted on them that continues to be so prevalent in American society today. The tragedy here is that this list of names is much longer and continues to grow. This is what Faith Ringgold is trying to express in her piece. Innocent lives will continue to be lost until we can break the deadly cycle that has been occurring in our country since the beginning of time. Faith Ringgold was far ahead of her time and her mark persists. I personally love her piece, The United States of Attica, because it confronts a larger issue that still remains extremely prevalent in the United States today, and it does so, so well. The first time I saw this piece, I could not take my eyes off of it because it made everything so real. She uses her art as a powerful source to confront the issues of racism and prejudice that have taken place for centuries in the United States. Sadly, these issues, along with mass violence all over the nation, are still extremely relevant today. On a more positive note, people all over the United States are continuing to say the names of innocent people who lost their lives and continuing to work towards reform. These goals will not be fully met until mass incarceration is no longer an issue, violence is no longer claiming the lives of innocent Americans, and the Black experience is no longer filled with fear due to racial profiling and stereotypes while living in the United States. Thank you all so much for listening to my podcast, and I really hope that you got something out of this.